Well, 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 hello everybody. I am just giddy about today's episode because I'm going to be sharing all of my recent favorite things ever in this past season. I don't know about you, but this type of content is so nostalgic for me because back in the beauty guru era of YouTube, I would always look forward to seeing my favorite YouTubers do their monthly favorites. They would just talk about their favorite things that they love that month. And I thought I would kind of bring that back. I mean, I'm sure people still do this. Um, I even see people doing it on TikTok now. But now that I'm older and I'm not buying a ton of new stuff or discovering a ton of new things every single month, I thought that every single season I could share with you my favorite things that I've discovered throughout that season. And I thought it would also be a good way for me to review all of my purchases and just to reflect on the material items that have enhanced my life because it's just fun. Except since this is podcast form, you won't be able to visually see every single product that I'm talking about, but I will be linking everything down below and each link will be affiliated. So if you wanted to support this podcast in a small way, that would be the way to do that just by buying all of these things that I love. And I hope that you love them too. Starting out in the fashion category. So this past season, I pretty much only bought one article of clothing and this one article of clothing I am obsessed with. And that is the Levi's dad jeans. So let me backtrack. We all know that shopping for jeans is just so incredibly difficult because everyone's legs be different. Everyone's legs have a unique shape. Your butt to your hip, to your thigh, to your calf, like all the ratios need to match. And it's just so hard to find a pair of jeans that match yours specifically. At the beginning of this year, I looked inside my closet and I tried to pick out my most worn clothing items of last year. And for sure, the Levi's dad jeans made it to the top of the list. It was, I think, my most worn clothing item of last year. But the only issue was I bought the Levi's dad jean in a faded black color and I still haven't found my dream pair of blue denim jeans. And so I was searching to find a good pair of blue denim jeans. And last year, I actually bought a pair of blue denim jeans. And it's from a brand called Still Here from New York. I bought it on sale, but it was still the most expensive pair of jeans I ever bought. And you know, I don't really have many complaints. It's a classic vintage style jean. It feels like quality, okay? But I still found myself going back to the Levi's dad jean and I was like, you know what? I can't take this anymore. I want to just buy another pair of Levi's dad jeans, but in a blue wash. So I went online to search for the Levi's dad jean and lo and behold, they don't make the Levi's dad jeans anymore. They just don't sell them anywhere at all. And I was so upset parentheses, none of this matters. It's just jeans and I'm being dramatic. But I was really, really sad because I thought I finally found the jeans I wanted to search for and they were gone. But then thankfully, I found a website where I could still buy the Levi's dad jeans secondhand. And 
Of course, there are plenty of secondhand shopping websites, but I found Poshmark, totally not even sponsored, but I use Poshmark to search for my pair of Levi's dad jeans. I found it in my size and I got my second pair of Levi's dad jeans for $40. That is over half off the original price and it's my most favorite pair of jeans that I am reaching towards every single day now. But I know a lot of you guys are thinking right now, okay, you just raved about these pair of jeans and they don't even sell them. What is wrong with you? And so I still have some options for you because I don't want to leave you hanging. I went down a rabbit hole and I did some research. Although Levi's got rid of the dad jeans, they sort of replaced it with a new style called the baggy dad jeans, which you may have heard of because people also rave about the baggy dad jeans. And I personally never owned a pair of these baggy dad jeans myself. I do think I tried it on one time. And I will say that these two pairs of jeans, the dad jeans versus the baggy dad jeans are definitely two different styles of jeans they are two different items of clothing but they're both loved so i will just share with you some of the differences first of all the baggy dad jean has just a completely different composition it is made of 70 percent cotton seven percent recycled cotton and 23 percent polyester but in comparison, the regular dad jeans is just made of 100% cotton. And that's what I personally like to look for in my jeans is 100% cotton. Another difference is that the baggy dad jeans look significantly baggier, which is crazy because the regular dad jean is already pretty baggy, but that just means that you just have more room. It's a little bit more slouchy and comfortable, relaxed, casual looking. And the last big difference that I could spot is the fact that the baggy dad jean is a mid-rise whereas the dad jean is a high rise. So if you don't like your jeans to be squeezing around your waist, this is a little bit more mid rise. Um, and some people might prefer that. But I do still have to say that the regular dad jeans are so comfortable that even when I'm sitting down, it doesn't bother me and my waist. The sizing does run large and I just got my regular size and I actually really prefer it to run a little bit larger because for that very reason, when I'm sitting down while I'm eating and my belly grows, like there's still room for expansion. And that's what I need in a practical going out to eat jean. And a lot of times when I'm going out to eat, I want to wear a pair of jeans, but I don't want to be suffering throughout my meal. And with the dad jeans, I don't have to do that. When I got my new pair of jeans in the mail, I opened it, I tried it on. I literally thought to myself that these jeans are more comfortable than sweats. Like I would reach for this pair of jeans over sweats. So to me, the Levi's dad jeans and maybe the Levi's baggy dad jeans, they are the perfect everyday jean, in my opinion, especially if your lifestyle is a little bit more casual. They aren't the most formal looking jeans at all. I would say 
the jeans that I got from the brand still here is a little bit more formal looking if that's even possible to say with jeans but if you're looking for something that's just relaxed something that you could wear every single day that's as comfortable as sweats but you don't want to be wearing sweats the Levi's dad jeans I don't know how many times I said Levi's dad jeans this whole episode I'm going to sound like a crazy ad man another runner-up for a good pair of jeans that I would recommend that aren't sold out are the Levi's 501s that everyone knows about so I feel redundant to be mentioning it again and the Levi's 501s are the original button fly jeans so it's another straight leg slightly relaxed fit pair of jeans and they have that true vintage look and feel if I were just going purely based off of looks I think that the 501s look great um they look better than the dad jeans because the dad jeans just kind of look like you're wearing your dad's jeans and it gives off sort of a laid back look, I will say. But with the 501s, you will look snatched. But the caveat with looking snatched is that you will feel snatched. I actually donated my pair of Levi's 501s because I think they're just too tight on me and so I might even try on a size up and maybe see how that looks see that's just what's so difficult about finding a good pair of jeans because sometimes a pair of jeans will look absolutely perfect while you're standing and then right when you sit down it's like you gotta unbutton you gotta unzip I think because of all those reasons, if I were to break it down to a pair of jeans that is comfortable and cute and just wearable for every day, decently affordable, especially if you can find it secondhand, I would give the first place honor to the Levi's dad jeans. That is the last time I will say that. The next fashion item that I am so glad I have integrated into my life in this past season is the reusable bags from Bagu. I'm kind of just assuming that you know what I'm talking about because I see these bags everywhere, but if you don't, again, you could click the link in the description to get a visual. I have been looking for a good reusable bag to take with me to the grocery store, and I have just been using all sorts of tote bags made of different materials, and cooler bags and I've been seeing the Bagu reusable bag and what finally got me to bite the bullet is they did a collab with Sanrio and so I was like well duh I need to buy this Hello Kitty reusable bag and see how I like it and so I bought the Hello Kitty reusable bag and the most amazing feature of these bags is the fact that you can flatten and fold them up into a mini little pouch that can fit in your bag. And it's so easy to carry around this little pouch with you that you will always have a reusable grocery bag on hand. There were so many times where I would walk into a grocery store or any sort of shop where I would forget to bring a reusable bag. But with the Bagu reusable bag, I always have it in my 
uh, pouch. This is getting confusing, but I carry around a pouch and I keep the bagu pouch in that pouch. And so I just basically always have my bagu reusable bag with me. And so this whole past season, whenever I go shopping or grocery shopping, I have this bagu reusable bag. And what's crazy is that although it becomes so compact, it actually holds so much stuff. It supposedly carries two to three plastic grocery bags worth of stuff. And so for most of my grocery shopping, I was surviving with just using one of these bags. And I was surprised because not only does it have room for all of the stuff, but it's actually so durable and when I carry it, you know, with my hands or over my shoulder, it doesn't feel like the handles are going to break. And this is another reason why I didn't like getting the paper bags from the grocery stores because I would be terrified that while carrying it back to my apartment that the handles would rip because the items inside are just way too heavy. But this Bagu reusable bag holds up to 50 pounds. One bag can hold 50 pounds. And that is simply all I need. After using my Hello Kitty Bagu bag for so long, um, I stumbled upon some Bagu products at a boutique I was at and I bought another Bagu bag. And so now I have two. And honestly, I feel like two is the most I will need when grocery shopping because my family is literally just me and my husband, so you know, we don't need that much, but I'm telling you, even one bag fits so much stuff. Another great thing that I love about this bag is that it is made out of this recycled ripstop polyester. I'm assuming ripstop means that it stops the bag from ripping and it prevents ripping, which I could definitely feel. Like I feel like no matter what I do to pull apart this bag, it will not rip. And it's made out of this sort of waterproof material where you could easily wipe it down or you could just plop it in your washer and it's machine washable. So it's easy to keep clean, it's compact, it's durable. And the cherry on top of all of this is that it is cute. They have so many different prints and colors and they collab with different artists and brands like Sanrio, as I mentioned. And so if you so wanted and pleased, you could collect these bags so that you just have multiple on hand. This is just so much fun for me because I mentioned in a previous episode that I don't love, love, love grocery shopping. I don't look forward to it that much, but this is just that one small Thing that can get me excited about grocery shopping is just bringing my bagu bag, maybe even choosing my favorite bagu bag for the day. And I want to keep some in my car. I want to keep some in my husband's car. I want to keep some in my purse and just always have it there for me whenever I randomly go shopping and I need it on hand. At first, it does seem like a little bit of an inconvenience to have to fold and put your bag away. But once you get good at it, it's almost therapeutic and satisfying to see the bag put back in its pouch my only complaint if I were talking to like the the maker the CEO of Bagu I would try to ask them to change the pouch design so that it's not 
the way that it is if they can make the pouch a sort of velcro enclosure like their other cases that would just be perfect yeah if anyone from bagu is listening um that's just a little suggestion i have one home related favorite for this season and that is my reed diffuser oh my goodness you guys have you ever tried using a reed diffuser it's always sort of confusing of what to put behind a toilet on the toilet stand what do you call that you know that area behind the toilet hold on toilet area i could not find the term to describe the area behind the toilet seat that surface behind the toilet seat it's hard to really put anything usable there because it just doesn't feel sanitary the bathroom is just a nasty feeling area and i wanted it to smell nice at the very least i tried putting a candle in there i tried putting an essential oil diffuser in there But the issue with both of those options is that I am lazy and if I want the bathroom to be smelling nice, that means every single day I have to light a candle in there or I have to plug in my essential oil diffuser and drop some essential oils and you know, okay, it's not that difficult, but I have to sort of monitor it. I have to make sure that the bathroom doesn't light up on fire i have to blow out the candle i have to turn off the diffuser at some point like there's more responsibility with those other options and the fragrance that they let out just isn't the same when i lit a candle in there one time the soot and the wax kind of went on the bathroom mirror as well and it just kind of is a messier experience so anyways I was like, I'm finally going to get a reed diffuser for the bathroom. And I actually had two reed diffusers before in the bathroom. But, you know, I don't know why sometimes it just takes me a few tries for me to realize the wonders of something. Um, Because when I had reed diffusers before, it was just like I didn't really think about how wonderful it was until I tried every other way of making the bathroom smell good. And going back to the reed diffuser just made me realize that the reed diffuser is just the way to go. For one, you don't have to plug in anything. You don't have to turn anything on. You don't have to light anything up. Um... It's just there and it's just working and doing its job without you having to manage it. And I love it for that. And you know what that means? That means that the bathroom is just constantly smelling nice. And I personally really, really enjoy the fragrance that exudes from a reed diffuser. There's no undertone of candle wax and smoke or anything like that. And also it looks nice. Can we talk about that? If you don't know what a reed diffuser looks like, just imagine a small glass vessel that kind of looks like a vase and inside is the fragrance liquid and then there's these sticks of wood that soak up the fragrance at the bottom of the vessel and it emits the fragrance all throughout the surrounding area and the reeds just add a sort of warmth and placed right behind the toilet just distracts from it being a toilet and it just smells nice every time I sit down to do my business, every time I enter the bathroom, every time I leave the bathroom. 
And I've been having such a great experience with the reed diffuser that I would put more reed diffusers around the rest of my home. I mean, I know I've been just talking about the bathroom exclusively, but especially if I lived in a bigger home where I don't want to have to light a candle in every single room, placing a reed diffuser in that room will have that room smelling nice. Um, with all that being said, let me tell you about my favorite reed diffuser that I have found and tried. It is from a brand called Apotica and I found it on Nordstrom on sale and it is still quite expensive, but I would say on the spectrum of reed diffusers, it's kind of mid-tier and some reed diffusers go for twice the price. And overall, I think that Apotica if that's how you pronounce it, they offer really nice fragrances. And what I especially love about this brand, uh, I'm sure other brands do this, but they offer refills. So once your reed diffuser starts to fade in the scent, and by the way, these last like three to four months. So I would say an entire season, it will last you. Instead of having to buy a whole new diffuser with the vessel and the reeds and everything, you could simply buy the fragrance refill and that is much cheaper. The reed diffuser I have in my bathroom right now is a fragrance called Earl Grey Bitters and it has notes of Earl Grey tea leaves blended with lemon zest, bergamot, and peony and it smells so nice. I love the smell so much. I still love lighting a candle and using my essential oil diffuser. Those serve different purposes, but for areas like the bathroom where you don't want to be monitoring your smelling vehicle like you could just leave a little reed diffuser and it will last you all season and it will leave the bathroom smelling nice 24 7 without you having to touch a thing and they have fragrances that are pet and kid friendly which is good to know because i have a cat and there are a lot of essential oils that aren't good to diffuse if you have a cat or dog so um that's another bonus We are now entering the category of health favorites, starting off with my favorite water bottle. Where to begin with my water bottle journey? I have tried so many water bottles in my young adult life. It's not even funny. Um, I definitely had a stage where I was buying every single trendy water bottle and I kind of slowed down, but I think I finally found a water bottle that I really enjoy, at least in this season of my life. I have found a water bottle that just works for me. And you have to find a water bottle that works for you. The water bottle that I've been using every single day, it is part of my daily routine. It is my comfort water bottle. It is always beside me. It is my greatest accessory. I don't even carry around a purse, you guys, but you can always catch me carrying my water bottle. And the water bottle that I use is the Nalgene water bottle. So I actually got gifted a Nalgene water bottle and that was my gateway into trying it out because at first glance, I don't think I would ever be attracted to this water bottle. But I was like, okay, uh, cool. I got this as a gift and I started using it because it's a new water bottle and I just felt like I have to at least use it once. Um, and so 
I don't know why, but I just started to continually use this water bottle. And I have to say, it's not the cutest water bottle at all, but I just kept drinking out of it. And finally, I decided to get another Naljun water bottle. This time I got a narrow mouth because the one that I got gifted was a wide mouth and I prefer a narrow mouth design. So I have to say in the water bottle world, it is on the more affordable end and they come in all sorts of colors. I know that a lot of brands actually use the Naljun water bottle to put their own logo or design on top of. So in a way, these bottles can be made cute. Like I've seen cute versions of these water bottles. And in the beginning, I couldn't put a finger on why I love this water bottle so much because I've tried so many supposedly better types of water bottles. I examined my heart and I broke down why I love this water bottle specifically, why I always gravitate towards this water bottle. Now, first of all, it is lightweight and it has a handle that I could easily grab, which not all water bottles have. And for that reason alone, I find myself just whoop, grabbing my water bottle, carrying it with me everywhere. It's always by my side. And even when I'm going out, another huge differentiation of this water bottle compared to other water bottles is that the bottle itself is transparent. And I personally really like to see my water intake progress throughout the day and that is why it has encouraged me immensely to drink more water with this water bottle. On the bottle itself, there is a measurement in ounces and in milliliters of how much water you drink and for my water intake, I like to drink at least one and a half of these bottles a day, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's also because I drink water with my coffee. And so according to all of that, it's basically I drink two bottles of water a day. And those are huge deals for me because with all the other water bottles that are made of stainless steel or glass, they're either too heavy or you can't see through it. And so you can't see how much water you're drinking throughout the day. Another thing about it is I like my water room temperature and this keeps my water room temperature. I don't know why exactly. My friend told me that drinking cold water is not good for your digestion. So it's actually better to drink warm to lukewarm water. But I like to drink my water just out of the refrigerator cold until it just gets room temperature. I know I sound so bougie right now, like, oh, I only drink my water room temperature. If I'm just staying at home, I don't need ice cold water. I actually prefer room temperature water. And maybe that's just because the heat of the summer hasn't kicked in yet. And I will change my mind the next season. But in that case, I could just plop a few ice cubes into my water bottle, no problem. It just hit me right now. One of the biggest reasons why I prefer drinking out of my Nalgene water bottle compared to most other stainless steel water bottles and that's because I don't know why but I don't love the idea of drinking out of a metal container. I can sometimes sort of taste or feel or smell the metal or just something about that whole interaction with the metal I don't know what, I can't explain the exact reasoning, but I prefer to drink my water out of my freaking plastic 
bottle and it's made out of this like durable plastic by the way so it feels like you're drinking out of a plastic water bottle but it's you know all of the bad stuff free like the bpa bps whatever it doesn't have i feel like i could still throw this water bottle around everywhere and it's not going to dent or crunch like a regular plastic water bottle would and i'm not a big straw water bottle drinker i don't like sipping through a straw because something about that whole experience makes me feel like i'm sucking in air And it kind of makes me sort of nauseous or I don't know what it is. I'm sounding so high maintenance with my water right now, but I feel like you have to be because if you're drinking or if you're trying to drink more water throughout the day, you have to make the experience as pleasurable as possible. And it would make so much sense if you prefer the complete opposite of me. I could so imagine that because... I think even a year ago, I would look at this water bottle and think that it's not for me. I do have to be honest because if I were to take this water bottle with me on a hike or something, it would not keep my water cold and I would have to put a ton of ice in it and it would condensate and you would feel that condensation with a stainless steel water bottle that wouldn't be the case. So I don't know. I think I might have different options for different occasions. It's just a friendly, approachable water bottle. In terms of the aesthetics, I'm very neutral about it. I think it does make you look like a crunchy granola hiker girl, and that's not really fitting for me, but still, I keep reaching for it, and I am staying hydrated and that's what matters most. So I don't necessarily need my water to be really cold. I don't like drinking water out of a straw. I like to see my water. I like my water bottle to be on the more lighter weight side. The cons of this water bottle, if I'm being real, is that it won't keep your water cold. It has a wide base, so it won't fit in your car's cup holder most likely. And it will make you look like a crunchy granola hiker girl. Along with that, something that I mentioned in my healthy, happy home episode is the fact that I use these denture cleaning tablets to clean my water bottles because when you're using a water bottle every single day, it is difficult to clean it. But with these cleaning tablets, it is so simple. You just plop the cleaning tablet into your water bottle and it will clean a 99.99% of odor causing bacteria. So it just freshens up your entire water bottle as it would if you had dentures. I don't know if anyone listening to this has dentures. And then I just rinse it out real quick with water and I clean around the mouth area. As I said, because my water bottle has a narrow mouth, it's harder to clean the inside. So I use the clean tablets to clean the inside and then I scrub around the outside and the mouth area and then just rinse it all out. And if I'm being like really real, I do this maybe once or twice a week. Um, Sorry if that offends you, but yeah. And this pack comes with 120 of these cleaning tablets. So it can last you all year or a really long time. And it just makes the cleaning process so much easier um, because I hate cleaning inside the water bottle with like an actual scrubby thing. And I basically only use my water bottle for water. So it's not like I have to really scrub in there or anything. My next health favorite is what I've been doing to work out. And my friend introduced me to Melissa Woodhealth and she just has all of these workout classes on her website. 
I was looking for a workout program to follow because I'm really bad with just deciding what to do to work out for the day. That's why sometimes when I go to the gym, I show up and I'm like, okay, what do I do today? I don't know. And I just try doing these different machines. And I could definitely search up on Google like a workout regime or something of what to do, but you kind of have to do all the work in creating that schedule for yourself. And what I love about Melissa Woodhouse is she has a whole library of workout videos and she creates a weekly schedule for you. Monday through Sunday, every single day of the week, she has a workout video that you could just click on and press play and go. And she has a weekly schedule for each level for beginners, intermediate, and challenging. Going out to work out or going to a class or anything like that, there's so many hurdles along the way of trying to go there and it's so much commitment. On average, I'd say the workouts are around 15 to 20 minutes and I have time for 15 to 20 minutes every single day and that's what gets me to showing up every single day because each workout just feels so good on my body. Most of the workouts are using your own body weight. Some workouts do require optional props like using a band or a strap or some ankle weights, but you don't have to use those props if you don't want to. And if you do use the props, you could adjust how challenging the workout is for you. And I think each workout is the perfect amount of challenging where I'm not dreading doing the workout, but I'm also not bored and I don't like to be dying while I'm working out, but I like to push myself. And with her workout videos, you can push yourself to make each workout even harder. Or if you're a little bit tired that day, you could adjust the workout to make it a little bit easier for yourself. And I am just so happy that I found a workout program that I love and look forward to. Thank you to my friend Monica for introducing me to her. She used Melissa Wood Health when she was pregnant or post-pregnancy because she has a lot of workouts that are safe for pre- and postnatal mothers. But I decided to try Melissa Wood Health because she offers a one-week free trial. And after that, I was pretty much hooked and I bought a one-year membership. My goal is to just do her classes like three to five times a week and that's very doable. Working out and moving my body in general has just been so good for even my mental health, my mental clarity, and my confidence. I have one beauty favorite to recommend and that is my favorite sunscreen of all time. It is by the brand Beauty of Joseon. It is a Korean skincare brand and they have a product called Relief Sun Rice Plus Probiotics. It has SPF 50 plus PA plus 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 plus. I have never put on a sunscreen that is just so lightweight and blendable into my skin. Like it just absorbs into my skin so nicely. There's no white cast. I like to put a decent amount onto my skin, but it doesn't feel feels sticky it just feels moisturizing and what's special about this sunscreen specifically is that it contains 30% rice extract and grain fermented extracts so this just provides more moisture and nourishment to the skin and after it absorbs into your skin it provides a natural glow if you're not planning to put makeup on top but you could definitely still put makeup on top 
and makeup just applies so well on top of it without clumping or getting cakey because I've had issues with that in the past with other sunscreens. And this brand Beauty of Joseon, I've been testing out all of their skincare products in this past season and I honestly love like every single product I've tried from them so far. So I would recommend anything from Beauty of Joseon. So many people love the sunscreen for good reason and I highly recommend especially with summer coming up. I mean, it's good to wear sunscreen all year round, but an extra layer of sunscreen for the summertime. I think I saw it on Amazon, but beware because some of the products aren't legitimate. It's not from the brand itself. It's just a knockoff. I also recently bought their matte sunscreen stick, which apparently you could put on top of makeup to reapply throughout the day. And I really thought that concept was so useful because I do put on makeup and then it's hard to reapply sunscreen on top of makeup. But with this product, you're able to do that. And I haven't tried it, so I can't really speak on that. But that is another product that I am going to try. Moving on to my hobby favorites. So I'm going to share with you my favorite book that I've read and also my favorite game that I played. My favorite book that I read all season, which is crazy to say because I think I really got into reading again this season. And after reviewing all the books that I read, I can't believe that this ended up being my favorite book that I'm going to recommend, but here it goes. I read a book called Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid, and I love this book so much that I first read it on my Kindle, and then I decided to buy a hardback cover version of it. It's a book that's kind of weird for me to recommend because I did not expect to like this book at all because it is a sports romance fiction and it's kind of a historical fiction as well because it's set in I think the 1980s. It is about Carrie Soto, the world's greatest female tennis player, and after she's retired, she watches someone else beat her world record. And because of that, she is motivated to come back into the game and beat her record. The whole book takes you through her entire journey of her falling in love with tennis, of her becoming really great at tennis, and then going back to present day of her trying to go back to her prime, training every single day, and you read match after match of tennis. And it sounds like something that I would not be interested in at all, but I was so engaged reading this book. I love the main character, which a lot of people are divided on because in the book itself, she is meant to be blunt and unlikable and a lot of people hate on her for how heartless she is because she's so fierce, so driven, but that could come off as cocky and abrasive and I loved Carrie so much. I honestly kind of related to her and she was not annoying to me at all because I think I read a lot of books where the main character sometimes can feel unrealistic and unrelatable and sometimes I could get annoyed with that. But with Carrie Soto, I did not think that way. And I love the relationships that were formed in this book as well, especially the relationship with her dad. I was bawling my eyes out at multiple points in this book. The whole book just felt so wholesome for it being about tennis. 
And I think the reason why this book stood out to me against all the other books that I read this past season is because I was reading so many books with depressing characters. Some examples being The Bell Jar, even Crying in H Mart, which is a memoir. I read The Midnight Library, and those were all good books. But reading it just made me feel honestly depressed because the main characters were going through a lot and some of them had happier endings but still throughout the whole process it was just me dragging along hoping that the character would find happiness and it was just harder to read and Carrie Soto's back sort of had the opposite effect where I was getting motivated and driven along with Carrie throughout the book and that's kind of what I wanted to be reading instead of something that was draining my energy and I was getting depressed along with the depressed characters. Those books serve their own purpose but Carrie Soto's Back is kind of what I needed to read. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Queen's Gambit because they both are female characters who are really competitive but also really talented at what they do and you get to witness match after match of how they think of how they try to improve and how they react to winning or losing or whatever. And the little bit of romance in it was sweet as well, I thought. I really liked Bowie. I haven't read a romance like theirs before. So overall, this book was just so refreshing. I loved that Carrie had this fire inside of her and it's what I needed to read in this season. And also the author Taylor Jenkins Reid has so many other popular books that I haven't read before. And so this was my first Taylor Jenkins Reid book and it's also her most recent release. It was published last year and I really liked it, but I feel hesitant to recommend because I know that it's not for everyone and it's kind of for a specific personality type. If the synopsis doesn't sound interesting to you, then you will not be interested. I picked up this book and decided to read it because the synopsis did sound intriguing to me, so there's that. And last but not least, I'm going to share with you my favorite game because last weekend I did not feel like reading. I had some free time and I was like, should I pick up a new game to play? And I saw that this game called Florence was on sale for $1.99 and I was like, why the heck not? So this is a story-based game, which is a new type of game that I'm starting to appreciate because it's kind of like you're watching a movie slash reading a book, but you're more interactive and you get to kind of make your own decisions and watch the story progress at your own pace and I really do like the format of intaking a story that way and this story is about Florence Yeo she is 25 and she feels a little stuck her life is an endless routine of work sleep and spending too much time on social media then one day she meets a cello player named Krish who changes everything about how she sees the world I just read the description on the website, but I just sat down one night and played this whole game through. So it is quite a short game. It's kind of like a movie's length. It's a cozy slice of life type game. And I really appreciated the artwork, the creativity, and I thought it was so wholesome and sweet. I teared up a little bit. I never played a game like this before. And I would recommend if you want a quick little wholesome game to play for a night. 
All right, I believe that about wraps this season's favorites. I was going to mention an unfavorite, something that I regretted buying, and I was taking a look at all the things that I bought this past season, everything I decided to return, everything that I wish I didn't buy. And one product that I will mention that I do regret buying is Cocoa Floss. I was so excited to buy this Cocoa Floss too. I bought a whole set of four flosses cocoa floss is made out of recycled water bottles and it's supposed to be environmentally friendly but i think i don't know if it's just because of the way my teeth are placed and positioned but whenever i use the cocoa floss it gets very stringy and then the strings get stuck in between my teeth and now i have to floss out the floss it just doesn't do the job for me but You could still try it out and see if it works for your teeth. I mean, the appeal about the Cocoa Floss is that they come in the most amazing flavors like strawberry, watermelon, sweet pineapple, confetti cake. Doesn't that sound good and fun? That's why I bought a ton of it and immediately realized that it's not working for me. So that is my big unfavorite for the month. I'm so sorry to Cocoa Floss. Um, otherwise, you could still try it out and maybe it works for your teeth. But other than that, thank you for joining me in this glow hour. I hope that you got some good recommendations. It really felt like just sharing to a friend of what I've been loving lately. And it'd be so great to know what you've been loving in this past season. Maybe I'll try it out and recommend it in my next favorites episode. You could keep up with me on this podcast Instagram at the glow hour podcast. If you haven't already, if this podcast is one of your favorites and if you want to know a way to express that love you can rate this podcast on spotify or leave a review on apple podcasts and this just helps to make my day because i love seeing your thoughts i love being affirmed thank you thank you thank you i love you all till next week have a beautiful life